Well, hello there. Welcome to the pool. Well, hi, stranger. Mm. My name is Michelle Moross. I'm Brian Swanson. And this is... Denim and Pearls. Business Casual. Business Casual. With Pearls of Wisdom. From, well, I'm on the porch. That's what I was getting at. I wanted you to end it. Because he's on the porch and I'm not. So, Michelle, Michelle Moross and Brian Swanson, Denim and Pearls, we are on virtually. So basically... Virtually we have, together. We have virtually together, and Brian is our roving reporter from Indiana. What's the weather like in Indiana? Well, the hurricane is doing good here. The horses are still in the stable. Yeah, that's the, there's a low-pressure system coming from the east. Yeah, that too. The weather is nice. It's beautiful, but the hurricane is terrible. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that Brian was able to find internet and get on this live with me so we can bring Denim and Pearl to you like normal. And Nicholas put on his put on our YouTube page for us. Thank you, Nicholas. And hello, Marcel. Thank you for joining us. So today's title is Pushing Forward Back. That makes no sense. You don't think so? I think it does. That's what you get forward. What are you trying to say? That's what you get for leaving me. I get to decide on my own. It's what we've been talking about for a few days now about, you know, how life sometimes you, you want something that feels like the world is pushing back on you so that you can't get it done. So last week we were talking about, I want it now. You know, we were talking about how the patience of it all. And then I still want it. I know you still want it all. But here's the thing. <laughs> Pushing forward back is when you want something, you're moving forward and it feels like life is pushing you back. And so you push harder. And what happens is that pushing and pulling and pushing and pulling kind of thing, pushing forward back, you're not moving. And so that's what got me into that frame of mind. And then you went and up and left me and went to Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana. I did. So explain. But I'm not in Gary. I know, but it's the only song I know about Indiana. Oh, well, there's, you know, the, the old song that uh, Jim Neighbors used to sing back in Indiana, which is like the theme song for the state. Really? Used to sing it at, yeah, he used to sing it at the uh, Indianapolis 500 every year. I've never been to the Indiana in the Indianapolis 500. Uh, I actually haven't either. I've been to the racetrack, but I haven't been there when the race was going on. So it's down the road quite a bit. But it's one of those things that... Um, if you don't, it's like the Pikes Peak Hill Climb. How many times have you been to the Pikes Peak Hill Climb, which is what, 20 mile down the road? Yeah, exactly. Ever. <laughs> so going to the Indianapolis 500, it's in your own backyard typically. You know, so no, never did that. However, I do know a lot of history. I do know all those other kind of things. And I've been to this, been to the uh, track itself. Okay. But uh, pushing forward back, we. Well before we get little... to that, we haven't done our commercial. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Hey, check you out. You've got all kinds of technology going on. I'm getting all fancy on us. Thank you for joining us on the porch. We hope you're enjoying the Denim and Pearls podcast, where we share the nuances and lessons we've garnered from throughout our combined 40 years of life experiences. Talk from the porch is always serious, but full of laughter. And we're glad you're here with us. Like, share with a friend, and please subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. And remember, join the conversation every Friday at noon Mountain Time. We'll see you on the porch. Okay, so pushing forward and back. Forward, 
pushing forward back. If I trans that light or translate that right, um, we kind of sometimes don't know where the heck we're going and what we're doing and how things get, you know, the apple cart gets turned over and how the apple cart gets turned over in life. I mean, um, the biggest instance is, is I did take off. I left on Tuesday. I made a decision on Monday that I was leaving on Tuesday to come to Indiana, come to Indiana to see my mom. Um, my mom is going to be 87 years old this year and she keeps bugging me for the last three months. You need to come see me. So I did my, my, my son duties and drove up here and getting to see family and stuff like that. But what I found interesting, you know, when I left, you know, I got to looking at home, everything's kind of normal. It's just, I'm gone for a little bit and I'll be back. No big deal. But when I showed up here, I showed up as a big surprise. Uh, I didn't call. I didn't call my mom until two hours from getting to her house. You threw a wrench in everyone else's plans by just appearing. I did. I did. So you know, it's one of those things that if they want to see Brian, they're going to have to come see me or whatever. Which means they've got to shift their schedules rather than me just traveling around trying to see everybody in the whole nine yards. So mom is on the phone making phone calls, going, "Hey, Brian's here. You going to come see him?" <laughs> so, you but, don't know how long he's going to be here. You better show up. <laughs> yep. Yep. So I kind of upset their apple cart a little bit because of the fact that it's not normal. You know, it, we're all stuck in our normal ruts in life and we just keep going and going and going. And hopefully those ruts aren't getting any bigger. Um, I think in your in your book there, Michelle, I think you quoted what what uh, there's not much of a difference between a ruts and a grave besides the width. No, the differences between a rut and a grave are the dimensions. And that quote is by Gl Helen Glasgow. And yeah. I said it in my TEDx talk too, was there's, we're so busy doing the exact same thing all the time. And then we wonder why we don't get anything different, why nothing changes. And mm -hmm. the only way we can get anything different is if we step out of what we do normally, ever so right. slightly. And then we have a new path that we start digging a rut. So we have to be really continuously altering a little bit so that we don't build the dimensions to our own grave. I'm so proud of you. You read my book. Yeah, I have. I haven't finished it quite yet, but I keep finding interesting pieces and parts in it that I haven't heard you say before. But then I keep finding interesting pieces and parts about you I didn't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you really want to know a lot about Michelle and her family, give, give, give her book a, a read. That would be eat, drink, and be merry. Yes. Eat, drink, and be merry. Yes. I haven't moved on to the other one, but um, yeah, I don't, we don't need to spend all day talking about the book, but it it also makes you think because a lot of times, like I don't ever read. That is the first book I have ever, that I have picked up in a long time. Usually I do audio books or something like that. You know, that's uh, an audio book. I could have given that to you. Well, yeah, I could have listened to it all the way up, up here. Hi, mom, from your fans. Ooh. And then he asked, how's John Wayne doing? Is John Wayne from your area? No, John Wayne is not from this area. But my mom, I, as I mentioned, is 87 years old. And the only thing on her TV is either the Western Station Grit, or um, which has got all of the Westerns, which has got Gunsmoke on it and the Rifleman and the John Wayne movies and all that other kind of stuff. Or she likes to flip over to like Perry Mason. Oh, so yeah. Anything post 1975, there is no such thing. <laughs> so let's get back to our subject of although I called it pushing forward back, it's really um, shaking things up in life. I mean, you shook up everyone's life by going out to Indiana without any announcement. And right. 
you notice that at home, nothing's really changed, but you're missing and I have no one to hang out with. So I have to go find someone in your garage and say, can you please stay in the garage and talk to me? (laughs) And Nicholas is there. He'll take care of you. Yes. So here's the thing. When you did this, I get to use my word. You discombobulated everyone out there by showing up with only a two-hour notice. And right. how often does that happen in a business or in, in general life and relationships where something's happened where the unexpected happens? And it's a good unexpected. Right. What is it? Well, I, I think it all depends on what the severity of the situation is. Um, but for instance, one of the things that my mom and I are talking about, many years ago, I got her on the logical trip of you know, my dad passed away in 2017 or 2007, sorry. Um, and when he passed away, she got on a logical kick of not having to leave me any problems. In other words, she went down to the funeral home and made arrangements. She's done all of this kind of stuff. So since I've been here, she's been talking about um, if she needs to go into a nursing home, if she dies before that, if what's she going to do with the car? I mean, all of these things that I, you know, within our conversation here today, I can see that is just going to totally turn everything around um, if it happens. In, w- uh, in most cases, when it happens, you know, she is 87 years old. She lives by herself. My cousins take care of her. And if my cousins are watching this, thank you very much. Um, they they really do. They take her to doctor's appointments and do stuff like that since I live in Colorado. Um, but if something happens, then I've got to turn around and make that other, that trip back here again, that 20-hour trip, but in an emergency situation. And I have to take care of everything. So that can toss everything up into a whole new thing. So the best thing for her is to have everything planned like she has. It's actually brilliant. Yeah. Um, I'm glad she's she decided to plan because my mom's never been that planner where I've got to have you on my calendar or else things aren't going to go right. She's not that type, but she's using the logical thing of in case something happens to her. Well, that's um, a big deal. I mean, and the thing is, is a lot of us don't plan that far ahead. I mean, that was my big thing with my mother-in-law in Eat, Drink, and Be Merry. She planned everything for the end. We right. wouldn't have to do it in our stress mode. So although it's kind of morbid, we were quite thankful she did a lot of it. Yeah, it, it's something we don't want to deal with. Even when we're younger, we think we're, in, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, we're, we're, we're not so immortal. Yes, we're not susceptible to anything and life is going to continue. But once we start getting up into our ages, which is part of the thing that I do with finances, too. I mean, but this is a little bit further out of my um, my wheelhouse, if you will. She's in the final stages. She needs to be dealing with estate planning and talking to senior, you know, the senior center and stuff like that and getting the expert opinions on what do you do with the car? You know, she bought a new car a few months ago. What do you do with that car? It's something and I started looking and some of those things that you can plan for. Well, we're past that because when you start looking at nursing homes, they Medicaid, if you go on Medicaid, they go back five years. So if she would to go were to go in the nursing home in the next five years, they would look back and go, oh, why did you sell your car for a buck? Uh-huh. And then they turn around and they want the money from me. It's a penalty. It's a Medicaid penalty. Oh, So it's really gets convoluted and very confusing unless you've got somebody that knows what they're doing on estate planning type stuff. Now, she's only dealing with a car. Everything else, you know, there's no credit cards. Or, all that stuff is all done. She's worked all that out over the years. But that's, um, that's important to do to have estate, uh, have estate planning. So many people right. think I don't have anything. 
Well, you have a house over your head. You've got a car. You have stuff that you don't even realize. And everything in your house that you're sitting on, sleeping on, putting your clothes in, there's stuff. And having someone look at that from the outside and preparing would make anything better later. Right. Well, part of it is, too, we think that, okay, well, we should just go ahead. She bought the new car. She should put it in my name. Well, guess what? That still falls back into that five-year look back. Yeah. Which means I could be penalized for it or she could be penalized for it. Somebody's going to get, somebody's going to pay it. Then the question would be is, do you buy the car from her now and then just let her use it for the next how many years? Well, I could, but you have to buy it. The the, the big caveat here, you have to buy it at a reasonable price. It used to be back in the day, you just sold it to me for a dollar and it was mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's considered gifting and everything else. And it's a thing of value. So you could look at it not only from a car, but if they have a house, she rents, so it's not a big deal. Okay. But there's all of those things that that come into play because she is 87 years old, you know. Um, and I speak of this logically. And on the emotional side, yeah, it you know it would suck to lose my mom, and I don't want to have to deal with all this other stuff and yada 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 yada. But we're talking logic and we're talking preparation here. So yeah, she wants to be prepared. So you prepare. Right. With- and, and and that's the thing, the other part about pushing forward back. In order to move forward, you've got to look. And sometimes it's a downer, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Like Nicholas wrote, he says, like, with all this election and the COVID and all this, I mean, how do you keep going forward when you feel like you're being pulled back? You're doing the same thing. You're helping your mom prepare, but it feels like you're being, it's a pullback. It's like, I really don't want to do this, but I kind of have to, right? Yeah. Well, I think we should address some of that after our commercial okay let's put our commercial time in here and then we'll cover some of the politics and what's going on in the world without getting too political do you want more joy out of life want to know how my name is michelle moross i'm an international speaker coach and author i shared these tips in my tedx on how to intentionally live to discover joy and today you will learn my three simple mental keys to incorporate into your everyday life one Eat dessert first. So often, we wait to do what we enjoy until after we do what needs to be done. The secret to a joyful life is to do what we enjoy while we do what needs to be done. Number two, have a plan. Life is like a giant GPS. We must have a final destination set in our minds. We must be flexible on how we reach that destination. Number three, avoid ruts. The differences between a rut and a grave are the dimensions. Quote by Ellen Glasgow. If you keep doing the same routine every day and expect a different result, you are an example of Einstein's definition of insanity. Stop digging the dimensions of your grave. Step slightly out of your comfort zone and live. A life of joy is full of choices. Choose to enjoy the simple things, Know the destination while being flexible with the path. You want something different? You must do something different. Share with a friend who could benefit from having more joy in their life. You ready to live a joyful life? Need a coach to provide a push forward? Send me a personal message or connect with me through my website at michellemoras.com. That's michellemoras.com. 
Thank you for joining us on the porch. We hope you're enjoying the Denim and Pearls podcast, where we share the nuances and lessons we've garnered from throughout our combined 40 years of life experiences. Talk from the porch is always serious, but full of laughter. And we're glad you're here with us. Like, share with a friend, and please subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. And remember, join the conversation every Friday at noon Mountain Time. We'll see you on the porch. I am actually, literally, on a really cool front porch. And if you look at what I'm looking at, this is my brother's property. And a dog. And yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. And there's a pond out here. There's a horse barn back there in the corner. Oh, there's a little. Uh, there's, a little there's all kinds of stuff. They've got a big barn a where my sister-in-law has her hair. There's a log cabin right behind your head. Yeah, there. Well, that one is the. Um, that's just the horse barn. No, there was. But there's also. There's a. Yeah, there's also a playhouse. Oh. That's the playhouse, and it actually sits, you can't tell it on the pictures by any means, but there's a big old pond out there that's a spring-fed pond. So you can go out there and go fishing, and it's just down the hill. Cool. So we should have a um, Denim and Pearls, uh, what is that called? What was that big concert where all the hippies went, and it was a mud fest? And Are you thinking Woodstock? Yeah, we'll have Woodstock over at your... Uh... Yeah, we could put the stage right over there, and we could put all the people over here. Yeah, but see, they're still having COVID issues around here, too, so they might get not be too happy with us. Well, it'll be after the COVID stuff. Oh. <laughs> so, right. all right, so, so since nobody on the podcast could see that beautiful view that I'm looking at, what was your question now concerning uh, because of all – yeah, because, see, I don't see the comment that he made. Okay, it's a long one, so I don't know if it'll show – Oh, it shows. It says, so our environment has changed with COVID and during the election season, how do you stay focused to push forward and not be pulled down? And do you want to take the first first rip of that? Well, I, I think so, because I'm going to actually use your thing. I'm actually going to use your SWAT. <gasps> do <What>? it! <laughs> now, I'm not going to be able to explain it as well as you do, but we still have to look at what's going on. And we have to focus on where we're at. What's going on with the elections and stuff like that? We can get into all day long and we can have conversations and there's this stealing and that stealing and no stealing and bias and prejudice. And there's there's just, oh my God, there's a world of things going on in the political world right now if you're following that. But in all honesty, does that affect your day-to-day -day life? Can you control that? You always say there's three things that you control, right? Well, that is definitely not one of the things that we can all control. We did our jobs voting, um, if uh, presuming you voted, and I hope you did. You know, it was record voting this year across the country. Um, but that's the best that we can do for now until somebody else who's got the money and the legals and all that other kind of stuff decide to do what they're going to do or not do. And I'm keeping it very wide open here because I don't want to take a particular side in this conversation, mm -hmm. but there's so many things going on out there. We don't have control of them. We're not a judge. We're not a commissioner. We're not a voted representative. Mm -hmm. We're nothing. That's we just have to the control. There's my control, the other person's control and God in the universe's control. Right. And at this point, when it comes to politics, we can only control what we can do. We control so, whatever we put on our ballot and that's it. Right. So you just keep pushing forward. And when, you know, because of COVID and stuff like that, here, here's a, a neat example. 
my mom has this place that she goes to that's a little bitty restaurant. It's called the um, the Breakfast Place, I think is what it is. Huh? Um, and it's really neat. And all they do is they serve breakfast. They open up at six o'clock. Right now during COVID, they open up at six o'clock in the morning and they close down at one. Okay. However, um, they made the adjustments on their their hours because it used to be five to two. So they cut back two hours on it. But I tell you what, you go in there right now, there's still the spacing and everything. And those people are constantly busy. I've been in there at 930 in the morning and I've been there at 1130 in the afternoon or well, still in the morning. But I go in there and she's just rocking the place. And there's uh, um, I think her name is Tiffany. I forget what her name is. I apologize. But um, she I thought she was a waitress. She's been there forever. Every time I've ever come home and that, cause my mom moved up here. I didn't, wasn't actually born in this, you know, in this town. Um, but ever since my mom moved here, she has been in this restaurant. Well, I found out today she's actually the owner. She's not a waitress, but she's a waitress. Yeah. Right. So she has made her adjustments. Cause I guess her curbside service and stuff was just, you know, it just kept her business going. I didn't have a chance to talk to her about how she pushed forward. Um, but if you just sit there and look around, you, nothing has really changed. So she hasn't had to, I mean, the quality of food is amazing. You know, it's like having grandma fix breakfast for you. I mean, it, it's not processed. It's none of that kind of good stuff. Um, there's interesting things on the menu. I think you and I were talking about mush. <laughs> <laughs> Mush is awesome if you've never had it. You're gonna make it, um, by the way. Oh, it, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to find. It's not a hard thing, from what I understand, to make. Doesn't sound hard. No, it's basically uh, cornbread with syrup. <laughs> I want to know what Nicholas is saying. He says there's product placement, and he wrote LOL. Because we're because we're talking about the breakfast place. Oh, okay. That's like, oh, <laughs> so, I'm looking around my back door. I don't see anything. Yeah. So if you ever, I'll go ahead and say it. I mean, they're not a sponsor by any means, but if you're ever in Kendallville, Indiana, stop by the breakfast spot or the breakfast place. And it's awesome. Okay. But like I was saying, they're pushing forward. You would never know that there's anything bad, good, better, worse. None well, of that. Well, just because a, it's all the same. There was an example I heard about two restaurants, they were back to, next door to each other in, in, yeah, they were next door to each other when COVID hit. One restaurant said, with all the regulations, I'm just going to shut down. Right. And so they said they're going to wait until it all clears up and then they'll open again. The other restaurant, restaurant B said, okay, we're closed from the outside, but they built a wooden porch off the side and made a drive up so that people could still get their food. Well, right. COVID has been going on for what, almost a year now. And Restaurant A doesn't have enough funds to ever open their doors again. They had to close. Restaurant B had shifted enough that they were still serving food at some lower level, but still serving food. And then when we opened for 50% capacity, people just started coming in too. So their business actually right. doubled because the business across the street stopped doing any. So right. you kind of think about your pushing and for pushing forward back is the world may be pushing against you, but just like I say with water, you're you as a stream going down river. If a rock gets put in front of you, if you want to be a rock and be stubborn about it, you can just keep hitting that rock and you're never going to go anywhere. But if you are water, you will find a way around that rock. There's a barrier right. got to be a way, and that restaurant B figured out a way. 
this restaurant. Well, you know what that's called, right? Please. It's not always hard. It's called the path of least resistance. Yeah. So you can still grow with the path of least resistance. You can get to your destination by taking the path of least resistance. It doesn't necessarily mean that that path is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done. No, it and the thing you're is, shifting a little bit. You're shifting, and the thing is, is a lot of times the path we've taken or something is something that we followed someone else doing. And we just right. assumed that was the way to do it when honestly it didn't have to be the only way. So what in your life can you stop pushing against and say, Hmm, if I want to move forward, do I step to the left or do I step to the right? Right. Well, I was, I was also talking to my mom. There was a, there's a furniture store up here. It has been in business since before I was a kid. Well, it, I went, we went past it and it's closed down. Well, they've got them all over Northern Indiana here somewhere or did have. Um, but the parents who owned it decided that they weren't going to sell it. And the kids decided that they were just going to close it down. So instead of selling the business and moving the business forward, the kids said, I don't want anything to do with it. So they closed all of the stores down and it's like, wait a minute, that was like a legacy. I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know how many years they were in business, but 80 years, 100 years probably would be my guess. You know, but they made they made a choice. They made a choice to shut it down. I don't know if it, I don't think it had anything to do with COVID because they closed down prior, you know, but we everything adjusts, everything moves. It never stays in that, that same rut. It's when we get in that rut and don't have the options of getting out of it. That's a, that's a really a big challenge. You know, when they, as a business owner, one of the words of advice that they always tell you is, what is your out? Where do you want your business to go? And when are you going to sell it? When are you going to close it down? Well, a lot of times the the goal is to build the, big, the business big enough so that somebody will buy it and you don't have to worry about it, but you profited. Then you turn around and do another business. You know, so an entrepreneur's life, uh, entrepreneur's life is never... It's, it never ends. It just keeps going and going and going. It just depends on what ruts you're in, you know, because you can get into businesses. I, one of the things that I look, you know, we shut down the comic book store and stuff. I didn't want to get stuck there for the rest of my life as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But I had to look at the business from the standpoint, Linda and I had to look at the business. Is it profitable? Is it going anywhere? Is it ever going to go anywhere? And decisions were made to shut it down. Same way with Galaxy Fest. You know, that's probably one of the hardest things to do is set, shut down something that you love to do. But there's also got to be a logical point to it. There's also got to be a time that things change. Um, and sometimes that change means closing it down. Sometimes that change means selling it off. And sometimes to grow, it is worth, the, you know, some people do what? With it? Bankruptcies and they do it on purpose so they can take the fund and put it on the next thing. <laughs> exactly. It's it, It's a it's a, a tool that we have within business that we can do that with, you know, just because a business, a person files bankruptcy on a business doesn't mean that they're down and out. It just means that the business is not doing well. Yeah. So nobody says that they can't open up another business. And I know there's going to be people who are in here going to give examples of, well, such and such did that eight times or whatever. Okay. Well, it, it's a business strategy. It's not a fact of whether that person is a good person or a bad person. Or I've had family members told the same thing. Hey, this is happening in your in your world. You would be wise to claim bankruptcy now before you lose everything. And they right. go, what? But it's going to destroy my credit. You do. 
destroy your credit for 10 years or lose everything. Sometimes bad things happen, not so bad, not so good things happen, but they're used to convert for something else. And right now with the COVID thing going on and shuts, shutdowns happening and the election making people crazy, sometimes mm -hmm. it's now a good time to be looking at your path. Where do you wanna go? What do you wanna do? Um, I was talking to someone in New York yesterday and they were saying, New York may not ever open again. I mean, right. they may be converting these giant buildings into homes on the top, work spaces in the middle, and then coffee shops and little restaurants on the bottom where only the people in those buildings come to eat and do things. I'm like, wow, what a complete paradigm shift. But in order to right. use those gigantic buildings that thousands of people can't go into anymore, convert right. so that they can keep being used and um, the economy can keep running. Well, there's somebody there's somebody who owns those are looking at them and going, what can we do different? Yeah. And then, of course, that idea probably got out and, you know, got leaked or whatever about somebody wanting to do something different to their stuff. And, and then the next person's like, you know, that's a really good idea. So it could be something of benefit. But that's for all of us to to witness, if you will. To keep it um, But if you own a big building like that and you've got a multimillion dollars in a building, and everybody's moved out because of COVID because nobody's visiting or whatever, Better. or because, you know, there's other reasons, political reasons and tax reasons and state reasons and all kinds of stuff. If everybody's moving out of town, you've got to figure out what you're going to do with that building that you own. Yeah. So that building owner. Shift. Dare we say pivot. Oh, that's one of those words I don't like, but hey. It, that's it, why I said dare, dare we say. Dare we say. Dare we say pivot. So we are at 30 minutes and basically towards our end of our show. I would love to have more questions or any comments that we can share. But if we're at 30, we can we can do our little commercial and start. Well, do your commercial and then we can come back again. Okay. And then what are we going to talk about after the commercial? You better figure it out because I'm doing the commercial. Thank you for joining us on the porch. We hope you're enjoying the Denim and Pearls podcast where we share the nuances and lessons we've garnered from throughout our combined 40 years of life experiences. Talk from the porch is always serious, but full of laughter. And we're glad you're here with us. Like, share with a friend, and please subscribe to our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. And remember, Join the conversation every Friday at noon Mountain Time. We'll see you on the porch. Back to our show. Oh, wow. It's getting formal now. <laughs> Back to my pretty face is what it is. <laughs> the big pop-up on the screen there. So, yeah, I, you know, going back to the pushing forward and, and pushing forward back, it's always, or well, actually, I wanted to more, I guess I can describe the rut that we're in and stuff. Yeah. Um, some of the things that I look back at too, is I, I don't know how many of you out there have ever been in a town, moved out of a town and have never gone back, but your relatives are all there. Okay. That's one of my situations with, with my life. And I always sit around and I don't understand, and I don't personally understand how somebody can turn around. Their parents live in a house. They were raised in that house and then turn around and buy that house. The, the the kids buy the house and live in that until their kids buy the house. I I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know if you want to call that a rut, if you want to call that comfortable, or it's just, you know, a, a way of getting by and a carrying on family tradition kind of thing. Or um, I think we, if they have great, it, it may be a comfort place or, or they have great memories or 
everybody does things for different reasons. Like with right. military brat, never really had a house that was really right. ours. I mean, we don't have notches on our doors as we grew up because we moved every four years, right? So we don't right. call home. We call a country our home. You know, so we say the Philippines is home. And then I say right. Omaha, Nebraska is home. I, I have places as homes, but not an actual location. So like with you, you've got the adventure spirit and you moved around so much that just like just like me, you're basically a military brat, not being a military brat because you move right. so much. So yeah, my mom and dad moved a lot. Yeah, there's some people who have never left their house and their house was owned by their grandparents and their great grandparents and they just stayed in it. And I think that's the coolest thing ever. I cannot understand it at all because I've never, <laughs> this is the oldest house I've ever lived in. I We've lived in it for 15 years and I still rearrange the whole house randomly because I need it to change because that's how my brain is wired. Right. No, there are some good things because like, you know, if my aunt were to look at this, she would be wondering what I'm talking about, but I think she knows she's got the same phone number, landline phone number that she had since before I was born. Yeah. I mean, I could give you the number, but, you know, I know it off the top of my head, but it's one of those things that if they're not in Florida, I can find them Yeah, because I travel to Florida for the winter, but um, I do have her cell phone and stuff, but that was always the emergency phone number that all the kids knew. If you were around the area, you called Aunt Paula because you knew her phone number. <laughs> what I think is so cool about consistency like that in, in anybody's life. I mean, I remember my grandmother, she had her house in Nolens, Nolens, Louisiana. I knew her number by heart. And then my uncles took it. And then, you know, the levee broke and we lost grandma's house. But that right. was our consistent place. It was the one place that never went away. And then. The so consistency can be dependable, dependent on, but it's not necessarily good for your business, though. Oh, no, not in a business. Businesses are completely different. Because yeah. you must change with the times. Think before cell phones. Cell phones didn't exist, what, 16 years ago? Okay. If I could get my mom to have a cell phone, we, I could send her pictures that she doesn't ever get to see. Well, I'm just saying, 16 years ago, we really didn't have cell phones. People didn't have walking, didn't have computers walking in their back pocket. So back then, you could have your regular business and didn't have to worry about that. But competition is so fast and furious on the internet and through Facebook and through you know Twitter and LinkedIn and uh, Instagram. So you're getting competition from the world really. Right. And so you need to be able to keep up with that. And if you don't have an online pay system, if you haven't adjusted to do those kind of changes, you're out of business. So mm -hmm. in a business sense, it's good to be consistently like Levi or, you know, Armani, you know, those kind of things. But even those big name places, big name places like Nike and whatever, they still innovated on top of their consistency. Well, yeah. And I mean, they always have to come up with new designs and stuff. That's what research and development and all that other, those other things come and, you know, come up with new ideas and brilliant ideas. And that's why also it's good to have somebody that can um, go along with you, partners or advisors or something like that, because we all get stuck and focused and we get those, what do they call those things? Um, Blinders blinders on yeah i'm looking at a horse down here you don't have any on um well and, and that's the other thing oh i just want to say you never did gotten, get into the swat analysis wanted to let you know that and the other thing is i want to leave the audience with a bit of a, a lasting ending thought here 
look at around you, how businesses are changing, how uh, businesses are not getting the amount of level. That's, I, restaurants are easy to watch because we're all looking at them with right. and things like that. I because food is close to our heart. Yes, in our stomachs. So I predict that what will happen is, you know how there's some restaurants like, let's say, KFC and Taco Bell. I mean, they've combined. There's going to be more combinations of restaurants because right. they use the same amount of staff, less staff, bigger space, more food. So there'll be right. more of that kind of thing happening. So are what are you doing in your business to shift yourself so you can have a broader reach with less less work to mm -hmm. conspire with other people. Like Brian and I found each other because we need to reach further with less individual effort that we can combine our brains basically. Right. So this is how Denim and Pearl started is because we are reaching beyond what we normally would be able to reach through each other and reaching out further to, to bring our businesses to another level. So what are you doing and who are you partnering with? Who are you looking at? How are you and where are you getting your ideas from? Yeah. You know, some ideas are good, some ideas bad. But I, I also think a part of this that we didn't cover too is, you know, when we think of ruts, we think of them as ongoing. But every once in a while, something comes to the block where it's a long stretch to the next section of rut. Okay. So how do you get over that? What, you know, what is stopping you from going over it or around it or what have you? Um, what what things are holding you back. And sometimes they're technical things that you just can't do certain things because of certain things. But there's always a way around. There's something out there that's going to make a difference. You just have to find out what it is well, or you how can, you're going to do it. And that's why partners are so good because you can, you can conspire in your brains and just start talking out loud and do, Oh, wait a minute, that would work. Well, maybe that doesn't work. Well, this is what I tried in my business. Well, this, I never tried that. Maybe, maybe I can work on that. Uh, the other thing I was thinking of is, you know, what I found in my business is I don't get a lot of, let's say, um, testimonials and things of that nature. It doesn't right. cross my mind, but in what was brought to my attention yesterday was we're all online. People aren't meeting you one-on-one -on -one anymore. So now testimonials are such a big deal because now you can't walk around and people can't say, wow, I really like Brian. Um, you don't get that chance. So now you need right. other people to say, you really want to meet Brian. He's a great it's guy. It's one of those things, what's top of mind? Well, what's top of mind is right here. Right now it's what's top of mind. I mean, there was a time when we were doing COVID, during, before COVID, we were doing a lot of networking and people, you've seen people routinely and on a daily basis or a weekly basis and you go, oh yeah. Well, I I just actually, and because of that, I just made a phone call this morning to somebody that I know that's an expert who can help me with something that's going on with my mom. It's no big deal. It's just, I needed a word of advice. Yeah. I went through my Rolodex. I'm like, oh, there she is. I know she can answer my question. Yeah. You know, so reaching back sometimes to those people. But what we see nowadays is always right here in front of us. That's that's what top of mind. So what does that mean? That means that person who's active on Facebook. That means that advertisement that's going on. That means the people who stop by and watch our show here, you know, they're top of mind for us or for you. You know, whoever you're seeing is what's top of mind. And hopefully you haven't put somebody else on the back burner and forgot about them that, you know, you made a promise to a long time ago, but it happens. It really does. Whether it's a mortgage person or an insurance person or whatever, a lot of times what's first and top of mind is what's right 
smack in front of us on the computer. And while you said that, I want to say, for those of you who say, oh my gosh, so-and-so forgot me, what a jerk. Things have been very stressful times. Give them some leeway, reach out to them and say, hey, I know things have been going kind of crazy. Um, I had it on my calendar. We would be reaching back. So do it. You take the first step, okay? Be, be the good citizen and reach out for them even if they said they were going to do it, because really, it's been a crazy couple of months. A lot of people's lives have been completely flipped over. So, yeah, I caught the Rolodex comment to uh, Nicholas. I was like, there are electronic Rolodexes, okay? Oh, well, here's the thing. I got to show you this. I still use index cards. Hey, nothing wrong with that. That are, you know, there's people who still have uh, business card binders with hundreds and hundreds of businesses. In I have that too, but I don't look yeah. at it. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's it's like me. I hated paper calendars because I would write it on the calendar and then forget to look at the calendar. My calendar <laughs> is no longer dates. It's just projects, not dates, just projects I want to finish by one. But right, you know, right. the thing is, times are changing. Are you? Yeah. Apparently my Rolodex is not changing. <laughs> okay, well, you're good. Okay. <laughs> If you'd like to be a sponsor of Denim and Pearls, please reach out to us through YouTube, Facebook, whatever messaging you want to do, and let us know if you'd like to be a sponsor. It is a very low investment for high return. So please reach yes. out to me or Brian or Denim and Pearls page. And we will brought to you from Indiana. <laughs> brought to you from Indiana. So until Brian, do you have any last words to say with the, to the audience? I don't know. I think I'm going to go out and pet the horses here in a minute. You don't get to do that in Colorado Springs very often. <laughs> I do in Westcliff. So, <laughs> thank you everyone for joining us today on Denim and Pearls. My name is Michelle Moraz. And I'm Brian Swanson. Have a fabulous week, everyone, and we'll see you next week, Friday at noon. And once again, peace out. <laughs> peace out.